Hello again, everyone. This is Stephen Ron with the Profound Pickleball Podcast, and this is going to be episode number 13, and there is no guest for this episode, so you'll just have to uh, put up with listening to me uh, for a little while here. I do want to remind you that we have had some really good guests um, in the podcast. If you haven't listened to all the episodes, please uh, take a look, take a listen uh, back at some of the uh, previous episodes where I've got some really good guests. Um, those are available. Uh, you can then subscribe to the podcast with uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and also Spotify if you'd like to subscribe, so that way you'll be able to get all the episodes uh, as soon as they go live. A few things I wanted to talk about uh, this week. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is something I've talked about before, and that is the drop serve. Um, I made a lot of uh, fuss about the drop serve, how I thought it would really be a, a helpful part of my game, and I have practiced it a good bit, but I'll be honest with you, I hardly ever use it now. I feel like my regular serve, the serve that I've worked on you know, for over three years, serves me well, and the, I was not really getting a lot of advantage by hitting the drop serves. And I was missing a few and I was getting frustrated. So I basically eliminated the drop serve from my um, game. That doesn't mean I may not revisit it in the future. But I'm really happy with my sort of regular serve, you know, the non-drop serve, the way it goes. So I've not used it. Um, I don't see a lot of other people using it um, regularly. Um, there are a few exceptions to that. Um, some people are using it as a change-up serve, sort of a change of pace to add more spin. But it's not as popular as maybe I had thought that it might be. Um, I played in several tournaments, and gosh, there's only been one or two people I can even remember that have used the drop serve, you know, um, as a even semi-regular thing in our in our matches. So drop serve for me is uh, just, again, not really a part of my game. I don't know if it'll ever be a part of my game. Um, and you probably all have heard that in the PPA, I believe, um, has put on hold some of the new rules, including the drop serve, and I believe the service lets, and I forget what other rule it might have been. Um, but that's the pro level. Um, so the amateur levels, you know, that I'm playing... Um, it is still legal, as are the uh, let serves. And again, that's let serves have been an almost non-issue as well for me. Um, I see them very seldom. I'll play certain, you know, games where we don't have any at all let serves, um, and the ones that seems like we do have are really not that big of a factor. So it has not been a a big thing at all. I also wanted to talk about um, a recent tournament uh, activity now. A lot of players from Georgia uh, did go down to Tampa for the, let me see the name of the tournament. It was the uh, Simone Jardim uh, PPA Florida Grand Slam tournament. Uh, we had quite a few Georgia players go down and have some really good results as well. Uh, Kenny Atwood, I believe, won a silver medal in the men's uh, 4.5, uh, 50 and over. Um, we had uh, in a couple of Macon players, um, Greg Spicer and Frank Pickering, also won medals um, in the four or five singles. I think Greg was in the 60 and over division. Uh, Frank, I believe, won bronze just behind Kenny in the 50 and over. Also, we had one of our uh, Georgia players uh, play his first 
uh, Pro Singles Tournament. Uh, Mark Price, who's been a recent guest and a, a great friend and doubles partner of mine. Uh, Mark did not walk away with a medal, but um, we saw some of, video, some of the video of Mark playing in the tournament. He acquitted himself very well uh, in the tournament. And uh, one of the matches uh, that you can actually watch a video on on Facebook, on the Northwest Georgia Pickleball uh, Facebook group, he was playing on a on a court right next to Tyson McGuffin, one of the top players in the world. I know that was uh, quite a uh, exciting thing for Mark to be doing that, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, watching Mark play more matches like that with uh, some of the best players in the world. So um, the tournament went well, I think, for a lot of Georgia players. Um, Sue Johnston, who is a uh, lives in the Atlanta area, she actually made it to the finals of the. Um, a ladies senior pro division taking a silver medal in that and several other Macon players uh, Marnie Crowley uh, Angie Coggins I know uh, played in the tournament and won some matches uh, there as well um, I did not make it down for that tournament I um, have decided not to drive that far for tournaments at least not for a while I may do that at some point in the future but it was really fun, you know, keeping up with everybody and um, seeing a lot of great pictures from the tournament. Um, and again, congratulations to our, our Georgia players, everybody who went. Um, I'm sure had a really good time. Uh, Jerry Meyer, I forgot to mention Jerry, uh, and Dom Smith uh, also played down there. I know I'm leaving some people out. Um, I'm just trying to think of people that I've been on the court with <laughs> um, that I know that have played. I've not been on the court with Sue. Uh, she's the one I've not actually had the pleasure of playing with. Um, but everybody else I've, I've mentioned I have played um, with before and I've always enjoyed playing with all of them. So um, a lot of other tournaments have been going on. I've played, um, let's see, a tournament this past weekend at Oregon Park. Um, had a really good time there. Uh, thanks to Mark Spackman with Intense Pickleball and Eddie Gomez for putting on a really good tournament there. Um, I think that was their first, well, maybe not their first. I think they did a Halloween tournament at Oregon Park. I was not able to play in that one. But this was my first tournament at Oregon Park, and it went really well. Also played uh, a couple of weeks ago in uh, down in Macon for the Macon Love Tournament, which was originally scheduled for uh, Valentine's uh, weekend, but it got rained out that weekend, and it was postponed to the following weekend. So there were some players who could not play because of the rescheduling, and even some others who were able to play uh, because of the rescheduling, um, I had the pleasure of playing doubles with Paul Midkiff, who was my first guest on the podcast. Uh, we did win a couple of matches, but we didn't quite get to the medal round. We came up one match short. We uh, gave the eventual winners, uh, Greg Spicer and Frank Seymour, a really tough match in, in uh, the earlier rounds, but we couldn't quite get ourselves into the medal round uh, match. But it was, a, it was a really good experience, a lot of great competition there. Um, down in Macon, and there are some other tournaments coming up. There's the Pinkest Pickleball Party on the Planet. I think I've got the name right. That's coming up um, later this month. It's, it's held in conjunction with the Cherry Blossom Festival in Macon. Um, that's always a really fun time. I'm sure it will be a scaled-back event, you know, because of the pandemic situation, but typically, the Cherry Blossom Festival, there's a lot of music go, that goes on downtown Macon. A lot of great restaurants are open, having different events. I'm just not sure what all will be going on this year, but the pickleball tournament uh, will definitely be going on. Let me actually uh, go ahead and pull up the date on that really quickly in case you were 
wondering about that. That'll be uh, March the 19th through the 21st, and uh, you can still register for that one. Uh, registration ends on March the 12th, so you can still uh, get involved in that one if, if you are so interested. Um, there are several other tournaments coming up. There's um, the Doc Holiday Tournament, always a big popular tournament. That's in Griffin every year. Uh, that's at the end of April. Of course, we got the Atlanta Open in May uh, coming up. There are other tournaments down in Opelika, Alabama. I've really been looking forward to getting down that way sometime. They have a really great facility in Opelika, from what I understand. And that's a very popular tournament uh, that's uh, going on, I believe, this coming weekend. And I know quite a few people who are going to be going down there. And I'm sure that uh, we'll have some Georgia players winning some medals in that tournament also. Um, weather has been a big issue for us recently. We've had uh, uh, patches of a lot of rain. And so our people who play indoors a lot have um, still been enjoying the game. I don't play a lot indoors. I've only played once indoors in the last couple of months. I uh, did go to Hill Marks uh, Drills last week uh, at Custer Park. Had a really good time there. Um, but the outdoor play has been sporadic because of the bad weather. The, you know, the rain and um, a lot of wind. You know, we typically get that in the, the winter and early spring. Um, and that can really affect you know, the, the matches you know, in pickleball much more so than you know, from what I remember in tennis. Um, but the weather is starting to get warmer uh, a little bit now. We had a, a day last week that felt like it was in the 80s uh, one day. Um, so the weather is getting a little warmer. Uh, we'll, we'll still have some cold weather, you know, as we always do in the spring. We'll have patches of cold weather and rain and hopefully not too bad of weather. But you know, as the weather gets warmer, more people are going to want to be getting out. Um, and so court space may become a little more tough to find. Um, at our public facilities here in Cobb County. Uh, I spend most of my time playing at either Shaw Park or uh, at Oregon Park. And with the, you know, the weather getting better, more people are going to be coming out. Now, I do not, I'm not able to play during the day as much as some people maybe who are retired or uh, have different work schedules. I can play during the day a couple of times a week, uh, but not every day like some people can. So those of us who do have work responsibilities during the week are gonna have to be playing in the evenings. And um, I remember when I moved back up this way, you know, back in the summer, a lot of times evenings were hard to uh, get on the courts at Oregon and Shaw because it's such a popular thing. And that'll be happening more and more. Um, and what I always tell people when they ask me is, you know, when you get to the courts, um, your chances are you may know some people there. Um, and it's always, you know, uh, a courtesy to ask, you know, if you want to join with someone to do that. But one thing I don't ever do is I don't ever sort of put pressure on people to allow me into their games. Because sometimes people might have a foursome they've already established, and maybe they're getting ready for a tournament or, you know, something they've sort of got a plan to play with four people. Um, I don't ever want to intrude in that. Now, sometimes I'm on the other side of that. Sometimes I might be part of a foursome. Uh, where we've decided that you know, the four of us want to get together and play together, you know, for various reasons. And sometimes, you know, people sort of expect open play all the time, which open play means, you know, you sort of stack paddles and you just play with whoever. Um, I don't mind doing that a lot of the time, but I would encourage people that if you see people playing on a court, um, don't assume that they're just there 
to allow anyone to join in for open play. I know a lot of people sort of expect that, um, but I think we've had some discussions online about how open play should work. If you've got a foursome together, I, I, I do encourage you not to monopolize the court, you know, with your foursome for too long. I think the, cop, the county policy is something like an hour or so of playing together like that, um, and I try to abide by that when I can. Um, luckily, some of the times I've been playing recently, uh, there's not been as much demand for the court, but I expect that to increase as the weather does as well there. Pickleball is such a great sport. You know, people love playing with different people, um, even sometimes, you know, across levels. You know, sometimes, let's say maybe you're a 3-0 or a 3-5, um, you know, I know people who play at that level who've joined in with, you know, my 4-0 uh, level t uh, matches and some even some 4-5 matches. And yes, it does, you know, improve your game when you're playing players who are better than you. And I think it's a good idea for the stronger players to help out those who are trying to improve. I try to do that if I'm playing someone who is a lower level than I am. I'm not going to just, you know, slam the ball and try to, you know, hit winners every time. I'm going to try to keep the ball in play, you know, maybe work on some of that aspect of my game, the soft game a little bit, and let people, you know, get in a chance to get into a match. I'm just not going to go out there and try to just, you know, dominate someone. And I appreciate the higher level players that I've played with in the past for doing the same to me. I played against some guys who were 4-5 plus players and 5-0 players who could just wipe me off the court. But for the most part, they've been pretty, you know, generous, um, giving me tips on things to work on. And I try to do that when I'm playing against players who are a little bit lower than me um, as well. Um, but we, we do have a great game, and, and I do love playing with different people. Um, it's a very social game, as you all know. Um, it's a lot different from, you know, some other sports that we've played. You know, I played tennis for many years. And in tennis, you basically always get a foursome if you're going to go out. You don't just sort of show up and expect people to let you join in tennis, really. But pickleball is very different, and I like that difference. But at the same time, there are times when you, you may want to play with a certain foursome, you know, and not do as much open play. And I simply ask everyone to respect everybody, whether they want to do open play or, or just want to do, I guess we'll call it closed play, you know, for a while with a foursome or whatever. Um, because, you know, we've all got things that we like to work on. Like I say, those of us who play tournaments, you know, typically before the tournament, we may want to get, you know, some, some time in with a certain partner, you know, um, and play a lot of games together so we can start learning each other's game. Um, but at the same time, I also think it's a good idea to play against your partner um, leading up to a tournament because playing against someone can teach you a lot about how they play. So sometimes, you know, if I'm going to play in a tournament, yes, I do want to practice with that partner, but playing against that partner, you know, occasionally can also be helpful as well. You get to learn people's tendencies, strengths and weaknesses, you know, the way they think about the game, strategy, and that sort of thing. So, again, I'm trying, the whole point I'm trying to make here with this rambling about, you know, um, open play, closed play, whatever, is, like I said, we have a great game. And for the most part, I think people are welcoming to play with each other, even if they are at different levels. Now, in all honesty, if you're playing with someone, say you're a 3-0, 3-5 player, and you're playing, you join up a, a, 
a match with some 4-0, players. It's one thing to play a couple of games that way, but you might not want to spend, you know, a long time playing against players like that. At some point, it may not be uh, the most enjoyable experience for everybody involved to play too many games sort of above or below your level. A few games here or there, I think, are, are one thing, but too many games just may not be the most productive thing. So what I would do in that case, if I were playing against players who were way better than I was, I would not want to monopolize their time. I want to try to switch over and play with some, some people that are closer to my ability level. But I would appreciate any games that those higher level players would play with me because I certainly would want to learn from them as well. Okay? Um, I'm trying to think what else here. Um, a lot of people I talk to um, are not tournament players, and that's perfectly okay. Some people just enjoy playing, you know, um, you know, whether indoor or outdoor with just a bunch of different people. Um, I am perfectly okay with anybody who doesn't want to play tournaments. I play tournaments because I like, you know, traveling and playing different players, you know, different places. Um, I've always been that way, again, going back to my days and playing tennis and when I was uh, younger playing baseball and traveling softball and those sorts of things. Um, I've always enjoyed sort of getting out and seeing other people from other areas, how they play and how I stack up against them, you know, honestly. But if you don't play tournaments, that's, that's perfectly okay. It's such a great game. Um, there's a lot of people around who you know, don't want to play tournaments. They just want to play socially, recreationally, and I am perfectly 100% uh, you know, good with that myself. Um, I'm going to start wrapping up here. I appreciate your staying with me all this time. And let me just say that anybody out there who might want to be a guest on this podcast, I don't have any set policy on who can or can't be a guest. Um, really, it's, it's if anybody who wants to come on and talk about the game um, and have some insights uh, that they'd like to share, some tips, uh, suggestions, you know, uh, some funny stories about the game. You know, I'm all about anything that helps promote the game and, and might be interesting for those of us who follow the game. So if you're interested in becoming a guest on the Profound Pickleball podcast, um, you don't have to be profound if you don't want to be profound. That's perfectly okay. Um, but if you want to uh, join the podcast here, um, just check out my Facebook page, Profound Pickleball, or my Instagram page. Send me a message and let me know that you'd like to be a guest, and we'll try to set up a time. I typically try to do them as Zoom calls, so we don't have to be in the same place together. Um, so hopefully that would work out for you to do something like that. We could maybe do Microsoft Teams if you'd rather do that, but we could do some kind of remote call so we don't have to get together physically at the same location. Um, so anyways, thank you guys very, very much. Uh, this will wrap up episode 13 of the podcast, and I hope to see you guys out on the courts. Thanks a lot.